0: While we secure the big servers, with large processing power and storage, often overlooked are simple, microprocessing devices, deployed as part of smaller equipment. Embedded systems, are small microprocessor-based devices, used in industrial plants, IoT, or Internet of Things equipment, sensors, etc. These systems, may use simple communication protocols, with any lightweight base operating system. These operating systems often may not be updated and thereby remain unpatched. Hello, welcome to the next episode of Get Certified Together program by TechnoCoff. Your free online knowledge sharing community. Visit our website www.technocoff.com for more information. In this episode... We will be covering the next section of the CompTIA Security Plus certification exam. Let me start with the next topic of section 3 for the CompTIA Security Plus exam. Endpoint security. Endpoint security is a broad topic, covering everything. From the host operating system, server firmware, or user's laptop and virtual machines. Basically, whichever end device is used in an organization must be secured as part of the endpoint security. I will begin with the endpoint security for the host operating system. Host operating system security can be compromised in various ways. First and foremost is compromised access and the system vulnerabilities. Unauthorized access can be controlled by the IAM policies we discussed in episode six. For fixing the vulnerabilities, we should implement an external patch management solution to apply new patches on all connected systems simultaneously. This patching can be on-demand or periodic based on the severity and impact of the vulnerability. We have already covered in detail vulnerabilities and related terms in Episode 2, covering threats, attacks, vulnerabilities. You may check it out for revising the concept. Another important solution to keep a check on the endpoint security is file integrity. File integrity Using hashing encryptions is also vital, to ensure security, of the critical files in the system. For example, the configuration files, should only be modified with proper approvals. Another possible way, in which a system can be compromised, is by malicious software, more commonly known as, malware. I have told you about, three widely known malware in episode 2. These are viruses, worms, and Trojan horses. To overcome the risk associated with the malware, we need to plan and install the solutions to identify and mitigate malware in the system. Antivirus software, or AVS, installed on the host operating system, can perform detection and removal of malware. This antivirus software must always have the updated malware definition file to avoid missing out on any latest threats. There may be a scenario where new malware is created by hackers to attack your organization. Antivirus software, in this scenario, may not be able to detect this threat, as it will not be having up-to-date malware definition file. This scenario, covering where, and where not, an AVS is successful, can be asked in the exam. A more advanced, and as expected, expensive, but important solution for endpoint security of the host operating systems, is EDR, or, Endpoint Detection, and Response. EDR solutions often cover an agent installed on the host operating system to provide more real-time detailed information including the type of programs running on the system. It triggers on the basis of various criteria, like any user's abnormal behavior, sudden rise in CPU or memory stats showcasing unexpected running of the resource-intensive software, etc. All information collected by EDR provides important insights, hence should be sent to SIEM, or Security Incident, and Event Management System. Optionally, this information can be also stored on a central syslog server. Another way to prevent malware in getting installed in the first place is by implementing application control through the concept of whitelist and blacklist. This application control can be implemented using central management servers like Microsoft Active Directory. I have touched upon the concept of the defense in-depth approach wherein Instead of using a single perimeter for security, multi-layered protection is configured. We have seen access controls and IAM till now. Placing a firewall in the network can add another layer of security to the architecture. Firewalls follow the default deny principle on both inbound and outbound traffic with permission only given to traffic, matching a firewall rule with allow condition. Network firewalls sit on the border of a network while the host firewall, run-at-the-end operating system. Next-generation firewall, commonly termed as NGFW, provides enhanced features, like user's identity information, VPN access, etc., besides basic firewall functionalities. Firewalls relies on human factor in securing the network. This is because policies and rules followed by the firewall must be configured, regularly updated, and audited. An advanced solution to detect and mitigate attacks if an attacker breaches the firewall is an intrusion detection system or IDS and intrusion prevention system or IPS. They are advanced info security solutions responsible for detecting and mitigating advanced abnormalities in the network like suspicious user signatures or unexpected user activity or abnormal behavior in the network. IPS can be installed in the path of the network as in-band, or can be installed outside, as out-band, based on the advisory of the info security team. Besides accessing the host operating system without permission, or installing malicious applications, another security incident may occur, when the confidentiality, and integrity, of the data stored on the host, are compromised. Data loss prevention, or, DLP systems, are used to detect, and block, any unauthorized access to the sensitive data, stored on the system. Host-based data loss prevention solutions are installed on end devices to block data loss by blocking USB ports, network ports, etc. Network-based data loss prevention solutions can scan the network transmission for sensitive information based on predefined formats, like license number, documents watermark, etc. For example, someone sending an email with a passport number without encryption can be blocked from the Outlook server, barring information to go out of the network another key aspect of endpoint security involves securing underlying hardware hardware security involves the security of hardware modules like data disks patching of firmware etc let me first begin with storage disks storage disks on a server provide storage space for both operating system installation storing all persistent and non-persistent data all files related to the system configuration system logs, packages, etc. are kept on these disks. For keeping them secure, we can encrypt the data at rest. Symmetric encryption using algorithms like AES, or 2FISH, can be used for this purpose. For more advanced security, TPM, or Trusted Platform Modules are used. TPM encrypts the whole disk, thereby making it impossible to retrieve the data, if disks are removed, or hardware is stolen. For enhanced security, HSM, or, hardware security modules provide secure media, to store the keys, used in the encryption of disk and data. Just now I talked about firmware. Let us explore more on why it is used, and its importance in info security. Firmware is used to hold BIOS, or, basic input-output system. BIOS, is the lightweight operating system, used to load the actual host operating system, whenever any system boots up, by accessing the boot disk. UEFI, or, Unified Extensible Firmware Interface, replaces legacy BIOS in the latest systems. UEFI provides the secure boot by checking OS hash values before loading it. Another very important area in hardware security is keeping a check on devices purchased and used in any organization. They may include servers, laptops, or mobile devices. For maintaining a stable environment, Keeping a list of all the inventories and and devices is important. All the changes performed over security-hardened baseline configuration must be tracked and approved by all the stakeholders. Asset inventory must be created with a standard naming convention, an IP address schema, and a versioning system must be used to ensure the hygiene of the asset management. In the event of a security attack, asset inventory comes handy to assess the impact and prepare for risk mitigation. While we secure the big servers, with large processing power and storage, often overlooked are simple, microprocessing devices, deployed as part of smaller equipment. Embedded systems are small microprocessor-based devices, used in industrial plants, IoT, or Internet of Things equipment, sensors, etc. These systems may use simple communication protocols, with any lightweight base operating system. These operating systems often may not be updated and thereby remain unpatched. This may lead to them becoming vulnerable. Some of the strategies to secure these embedded systems are regular patching of all these devices and keeping them inaccessible from the external network using demilitarized zones and network segmentation. Many times these systems may come with default vendor set password which regular users may ignore. It is also important to reset these default admin passwords. This brings us to end of the episode 7 of the Get Certified Together podcast from Technikoff on the CompTIA Security Plus exam. In episode 7, I will proceed to the next topics of the domain security implementation. Thanks for listening. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.